Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back any time you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Did you know that you can become a patron of this podcast? Patrons are the people who breathe life into this production and help this podcast reach more listeners. If you can help Tiara's Tears and Triumphs go the extra mile, you can be the reason a victim of abuse rediscovers her smile. Just go to patron.podbean.com forward slash empowering victims or go to the link in the episode notes. So when you are looking for a happily ever after with a significant other, you don't expect the worst when you are starting out. You go into a new relationship looking through rose-coloured glasses, through the eyes of infatuation with a hopeful heart that this could be the one. Your focus is not on a person's flaws or their misgivings, but it is on the connection that you feel as you look at their appealing qualities and you focus on looking for things that you share in common with each other. You and your potential mate are both putting your best foot forward, looking to make a positive impression on the other. So when you are thinking could this be the one? You have a really good idea of um, the things in your mind that you want in your happily ever after. And you see the one as being a partner that is going to treat you as a beloved should treat you. And whether you know it or not, you go into new relationships with expectations. You have preconceived ideas of the way you would like to be treated in the relationship. And if you are anything like me, you will have this fairy tale notion that your Prince Charming will declare his undying love for you, will declare his willingness to lay down his life for you and will have eyes 
than no other. Seriously, that is the story that I had told myself as being the way that the man I said yes to being in a relationship would be with me. And the sentiments that I've just expressed are absolutely fine to aspire to, but there was still something missing in my expectations. And that was a clear boundary on what I would not put up with, what I would not tolerate. I had been brought up with the belief that marriage was sacred and that the woman plays a submissive role with giving deference to the man to be the head of the house. I know it seems like a really antiquated idea when women have been fighting for a long time now, fighting the good fight, the equal rights. But this was the way that I was raised. And there are still elements of this way of being that actually can work with all things being absolutely equal between the man and the woman in the relationship. So it can work when the man understands the privileged position that he has been given and doesn't do anything to take advantage of this. And when the man respects the woman and her rights and considers the support her and supports her needs and desires. Yeah, so, but that is not what happens in controlling and abusive relationships. Far, far from it. Yeah, so as I said, it doesn't, this isn't what happens in controlling and abusive relationships. It is a game of power and control. And this is where women need to know how to create safe boundaries for themselves to protect themselves from controlling and abusive men. And I learned this lesson the hard way um, through firsthand experience that the person who appears to be Prince Charming can turn out to be actually Prince Harming. And without having the skills to create safe boundaries at that time, I would say that there were lessons in those experiences that were all opportunities for me to learn how to heal parts of myself that needed healing and to learn about things that I needed to learn to grow as a person. So not that I recognised that, at the time but hindsight is always a wonderful thing and it is a brilliant teacher um, and I want you to now just imagine something for a moment I want you to imagine that you are in the scene of a fairy tale I want you to imagine that you are a beautiful princess in a flowing gown and you are walking through a lush green field dotted with pretty daisies. It's a lovely day. The sun is shining and there is a refreshing breeze. And as you merrily go along your way, suddenly 
along comes a striking figure on horseback riding towards you. He stops as he nears you and as you both look into each other's eyes, there is an instant connection. It's electric. You are both smitten. It is love at first sight. Now this dashing stranger, let's call him Prince Charming. He has a contagious smile, is totally charming and sincere. When he speaks to you and guess what? He's drop dead gorgeous on top of all of that. Now from the way he looks and the way he makes you feel, you feel no need to put up your guard and you say yes easily when he asks you if he can accompany you on your walk. You have no reason not to trust him and the infatuation begins. And as you walk off with your head in the clouds and your feet lifting off the ground like you are weightless, buoyant and bubbling with feelings of happiness, and optimism. It's a nice picture, isn't it? But just hold that thought for a minute because now I want you to imagine for a moment something different. So you're in the same scene of the fairy tale. You are still that same princess in a flowing, beautiful flowing gown and you are still walking through a field Yet this day is different. The sky is grey, the wind is howling and you have the uncomfortable knowledge that it appears a storm is brewing and you could well get caught out in it. Suddenly along comes another striking figure on horseback riding towards you. This time he is wearing black from head to toe, and as he comes nearer, his face appears menacing. His eyes are leering at you, piercing through you, full of anger and venom. You feel that he has you in his sights, and you sense that you are his target. Danger feels imminent. Your fight-flight instinct kicks in and you think of how you can get away from him or defend yourself against him if he catches up with you. You prepare yourself for the worst and you do whatever you need to do to get away from him. Can you see the difference? It is clear that these two situations and these two characters are worlds apart in their differences. If it were that easy to spot a controlling and abusive potential partner, chances are we would have been spared from getting into an abusive relationship. But the fact is that controlling and abusive men appear to be the prince in the first story when you first meet them. I know for sure that if my ex-husband had yelled at me at the beginning of our relationship so much that my nerves snapped and I was left recoiling to the point of having a panic attack, it would have been clear from that day that this was not a future husband 
um, for me and this is not the way that I wanted a future husband to treat me. Or with my ex-partner who was the one I felt like I fell from the frying pan into the fire with, if he would have told me that he was a player, that he was insanely jealous, that he would objectify me and would never be faithful to me or that he had no problem with using drugs and using people to fuel his drug addiction, I would have run as far away from him as I possibly could. But that is not the way it happened. I can't say, I can't honestly say that those traits weren't showing through the cracks in their armour at the start of those relationships, but there wasn't enough clarity about those traits for me to see that these relationships would not be sustainable for me. And I know now that one of the things I needed to learn in these relationships was that it was not only okay to create boundaries in my life and for my life, but that it is essential to learn how to create healthy boundaries. So just for a quick minute, let's talk about what boundaries feel like. A boundary is knowing that it is not your job to fix others. A boundary is knowing that it is okay if others get angry as long as they are expressing their anger in a way that is not lashing out and harming you or making you feel afraid to be near them. A boundary is knowing that it is okay to say no. A boundary is knowing that it is not your job to take responsibility for others. They can take responsibility for themselves. A boundary is knowing that you do not have to anticipate the needs of others. A boundary is knowing that it is your job to make you happy. A boundary is knowing that nobody has to agree with you. A boundary is knowing that you have a right to your own feelings. A boundary is knowing that you are enough. And let's just explore more about what a boundary is. A boundary is being aware of what is unacceptable and normalising saying no. It is doing what is best for you and knowing that it is not your responsibility to sacrifice yourself for others. A great quote about boundaries that I want to share that unfortunately I don't know who the author is so I can't give credit where credit is due but I thank that person for their wisdom. They say the only people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who were benefiting from you having none. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by the How to Feel a Million Dollars Even If You Are Just Scraping By workshop. In a world that conditions us to lack and limitations, this workshop is here to help women who have been made to feel not good enough to find a way to rediscover the treasures that lie within themselves and to find confidence matched with courage and conviction to help them to move in the direction of a rich and rewarding 
being life. To find out more how to manifest an abundant life and to sign up for the next workshop, just go to www.sandyj.com.au forward slash workshop or go to the episode notes and click on the link. Now, one thing we do not have control of is turning back the clock. You can't go back and unknow that abusive person that came into your life. You can't unexperience the things that you have been through. But you are 100% in control of engaging in your own healing. And you can work on creating boundaries so that you can separate yourself and hopefully distance yourself too from that abusive person. And in creating boundaries, you can help to protect yourself from letting the wrong people into your life now and in the future. Now, if you're like me, you might feel bad or guilty when you say no. This is very common for people to feel this way. I know that I still feel pangs of guilt when my children ask me for something and I say no. <laughs> I might get a text message from one of my children asking me if they can go to McDonald's after school, which would mean that I would need to stop whatever I am doing and take out an hour from my day to go and pick them up and bring them back home again. I am super busy these days and I am definitely really have more important things to do with my time than be a taxi service for one of my teenagers because they have a craving for junk food. So I feel quite okay and quite strong about saying no. But having said that, this doesn't stop me from experiencing the conflicting emotions of feeling bad and feeling guilty for saying no when they wanted the answer to be yes. I have to work through why I am feeling guilty and bad for saying no. And in this case, it is because, number one, I want my children to get socialisation out of school. It's been really, really tough and very strange over the you know the last couple of years because of COVID and we've been in and out of lockdowns and my kids have been in and out of um, school and doing lots of remote learning and there have been lots of times where they haven't had that face-to-face -face contact with their friends so I feel for them and I really, really want them to have as much contact with their friends as they possibly can um, outside of school. So there's that. And then number two is, you know, as I said, I just I want to be the lovely mum that is always there for her kids when they need me. I don't like being the one to disappoint them. So, um, yeah, so that it played that definitely plays a big part of it with me. But thankfully, I can work through this and reason that if they cannot go today, they can still go on the weekend when I'm free to do things with the family or they can catch a bus and get there themselves. 
So if you are like me and you struggle to keep boundaries in place, if you find that you cave in because the inner conflict and bad feelings you have about saying no cause you to give in to what the other person wants, then it might be helpful if you explore this in a writing exercise. So if you're feeling guilty or bad about saying no to someone, then write it down. Write down all your thoughts and your feelings on paper so you can really examine what's going on instead of letting your mind get carried away. In other words, question your thoughts. Don't just believe every thought is a fact. Many, many thoughts are based on feelings, not on facts. And although these thoughts do a a really good job trying to convince you that they are true, they don't always follow through with being able to be validated by a fact. So I encourage you to test yourself and get curious. So here are a few questions you can ask yourself. Why do I feel guilty of for taking care of myself and my needs. Have a think about it and write down your answer to that. Another question to ask yourself is, is it really guilt or is it something else? And the next question is, why don't I trust people enough to let them know what I need? And next, if a friend needed to create safe boundaries for their own well-being, would I fault them for it or would I support them? So once you've explored this guilt that you're feeling, you may discover it's not actually guilt at all. And what you're likely, more likely feeling is discomfort or a level of discomfort which is common when you aren't used to creating and honoring boundaries so if you aren't willing to experience discomfort though you might be resentful of yourself or possibly others for not giving you what you need I don't know about you but if I have to choose I'd rather feel uncomfortable instead of feeling resentful. Discomfort fades more quickly and it's not steeped in anger and animosity like resentment is. If it's fear of disappointing others that holds you back from setting boundaries, start with boundaries only that you must honour first. So I know this is one of the underlying reasons for me um, that I will cave is this thing disappointment. I hate disappointing people. This is a big part of what I have needed to learn, that saying yes to everything and never saying no can leave me feeling bitter and resentful towards myself and others because they have taken advantage of my goodness And I have allowed that to happen. So in moving forward in your life, at any stage of your life, you need to choose between getting better or getting bitter. Bitterness, however justified it might seem, 
hurts you the most at the end of the day. Whoever you are harboring resentful feelings towards will not feel nearly as bad as you do for the bitterness you are feeling towards them. And then there's that other layer of bitterness and resentment that you hold towards yourself for not sticking with your boundary and caving in. This is when you start beating yourself up, when you go into self-loathing, self-hatred, self-abandonment, and yeah, you're not in a good place. And this is not somewhere you want to stay because it becomes part of that destructive cycle that you are in because other people are taking advantage of you. And when you get into this self-destructive cycle, you can turn to harmful escapes to try and mask those feelings that you are dealing with. So, and just to block them out for a while. But I don't want the focus of this episode to be on how self-destructive we can become when we are miserable because we don't have boundaries to stop others from using and abusing us. So it is just really, really good to acknowledge that this happens and just as a way to say enough, I need to find ways to honour myself, to have self-respect, to value myself enough to invest in myself, in changing and learning how to create a safe boundary. So a great place to start is to set boundaries for yourself that you must honour and this will give you the framework to see the benefits of creating these boundaries and this will help you understand the benefit of creating boundaries for your life for others then to honour as well. So here's a few examples of boundaries I set that are ones that I have to honour for myself and for my life, okay? Um, So one of them is that I will not look at social media or email at night in bed. Bed is a no-phone zone. (laughs) I'll say that again. It's a no-phone zone. So the phone, um, I don't pick the phone up when I'm in bed. I allow myself to uh, listen to Insight Timer and um, I have some like relaxing music that I've favorited on that. And I allow myself to listen to that, but I don't look at my phone. It stays stays closed next to me on my bedside table and this music just allows me to drift off to sleep. So I allow myself to read a book if I need to read something to drift off to sleep, but I will not allow myself to look at social media or emails at night. And I start my day with my morning meditation and shower I don't get going with my duties at home or with work until I have done my morning meditation and had my shower so when saying no to others we can relate to boundaries as being mean or harsh but they are there to set your limits to say what you need to function to look after yourself to be your best they can be kind 
by setting a boundary not to look at social media or emails at night, I'm being really kind to myself, allowing my mind time to just switch off before I want to go to sleep so that I can get the rest that I need to be recharged for the next day. I know what I'm like. I know that if I overstimulate my mind at this time of the night with scrolling through social media and looking at emails that it can just trigger insomnia for me. So I have learned my limits and I know what I need to care for myself. So I set this boundary in place and I make sure that I honour that. And I'm also being really kind to myself by starting off my day with a meditation and a shower because the meditation helps me set myself in the right mindset to start a new day with a calm, fresh and really focused outlook. And the shower helps me to wake up, feel bright and feel fresh and ready to take on the day. So both of these things act as acts of kindness to myself. They are both forms of self-care. I know that if I don't start my day off with these two things, that I can be like a bear with a sore head. So I know my limit. I know I need those things to start my day off on the right foot. So what personal boundaries do you have? What personal boundaries could you create for yourself? Whether you're in a controlling, abusive relationship or whether you are on the other side of this relationship or even if you are, have never ever been in an abusive relationship but you still find that people use and abuse you, then it will be good for you to start thinking about creating some boundaries to help honour yourself and help send the message to other people that they need to honour you too. So... Last week, I talked about why I called this podcast Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. I believe as women that we all come into this world with a tiara. We are all precious and the more we are able to remember our true worth, the more we will be able to set boundaries that send clear messages to people about the way in which we should be treated. I don't mean it in any kind of conceited way. I don't mean that we're all queens to make us feel superior to anyone else because I believe at the end of the day that we all hold the same innate value and that we should all have a high regard for each other. Each and every life, I believe, is precious. So. There is a really great book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying written by Bronnie Ware. Now, um, Bronnie Ware is a nurse who worked with dying people in palliative care and she was able to capture through her experience as a nurse in palliative care really what people's biggest regrets were in life so I'm just going to read through the top five for you number one I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected of me 
Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three, I wished I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. They're not saying I wish I had more money. They're not saying I wish I hadn't made mistakes. They're not saying I wish I'd won Tats Lotto. They're not saying I wish I had more followers on Instagram. They're not saying I wish I had been harder on myself. But they have said as the number one thing how important it is to be true to yourself and not live the life others expect of you. Being true to yourself means knowing your limits and honouring them. And it means saying yes to your needs and desires and no to others who are asking you to forego your own needs and desires. Say yes to your life and start creating those boundaries that keep you safe and give you the space in your life to heal and grow. Now, if your Prince Charming turned out to be a Prince Harming and you are still with him and don't know where to start to introduce safe boundaries to keep yourself safe, then please reach out to a domestic abuse-free online counselling service and let them know where you are at and ask them to help you work out what you need to do to keep yourself safe and potentially break away from the relationship. There is a link in the episode notes for, um, for this service for Australia, okay, and other crisis support services in Australia. If you are listening to this and you are in another country, uh, please Google um, domestic abuse free online counselling service and just see what's available in your area. There are many countries who have this service um, there for women to tap into. So I just I really always reiterate and say that your safety is the number one priority, okay? And that priority is closely followed by the second priority, which is your sanity, okay? So I also want you to know that seeking help and support is not a weakness on your part. It is a strength. So it is saying to yourself that I am worth taking care of. I am worth getting help and support for. And if your Prince Charming turned out to be Prince Harming, don't beat yourself up over it. Like I said, the cracks might have been showing in the armour even at the beginning of the relationship, but not so much so that you could clearly see the dangers at the get-go. Those rose-coloured glasses you had on did a very good job of smoothing over those cracks in the armour and making them appear far less menacing than if you did not have those rose-coloured glasses of infatuation on. The sooner you start healing your life and start meeting yourself throughout your day and sending yourself the message that you are 
there ready to do the work to create a better life for yourself the sooner that you will open the door to growth and change. It doesn't seem strange for us to see a fence at the front of someone's property, does it? We're all really used to seeing that and we know that it serves a purpose. It is a boundary. It is a boundary around somebody's property. So why shouldn't you have a fence or a boundary around you and your life that helps to protect you? Why shouldn't you say who can and cannot come into your life or stay in your life? I want you to remember that this is your life. Okay, my lovely, I hope that you got something positive out of today's episode, sending you love, light and blessings. Sandy. Stay well and stay safe. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. 
Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.